Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast. We continue our Road to Moscow series, previewing all 32 teams for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. Estevan Bailey here with John Patrick Quinn. Today we're going to be talking about England. Though they are one of the eight teams to have won a World Cup, England has a complicated World Cup history, to say the least. They won the 1966 World Cup that was held on home soil, and that remains their greatest achievement on the international level. They made the semifinals in Italian 1990, and have made the quarterfinals six times, the last time in 2006, when they lost to Ronaldo and his wink. However, when speaking about England, it is a prerequisite to talk about some of their high-profile exits and failures at the tournament. They have been knocked out on penalties in 1990, 1998, and in 2006, the most times by any team in World Cup history. Maradona hit his famous Hand of God goal against England in the 1986 World Cup quarterfinals, and also scored what is perhaps the greatest goal in World Cup history when he dribbled half the length of the field, leaving most England players behind as he scored a wonderful goal. Of course, England is also particularly famous for its refereeing decisions. Red cards by David Beckham in 1998 and Wayne Rooney in 2006 effectively killed any chance for their vaunted golden generation to reach the semifinals of the tournament. And let's not forget that it was a controversial goal line decision in 1966 that allowed England to beat West Germany in the finals. Jeff Hur's first goal in extra time clearly did not cross the line after it hit the underside of the bar, but it was given anyways. Then in 2010, you could say karma came back to bite England, as in the round of 16, Frank, Lam- uh, Frank Lampard's equalizer was not given, even though it was incredibly clear that the ball, which had also hit the underside of the bar, had crossed over the line against Germany. That moment summed up a disappointing tournament for England and South Africa, and times have not been better. In 2014, England was eliminated in the group stage for the first time since 1958 as Uruguay and Costa Rica went through. This time around, there is no golden generation leading the team, and expectations may be lowered for this tournament, especially after their embarrassing 2-1 defeat to Iceland in the most recent European Championship. However, there is some intriguing young talent in this squad. Maybe there's hope. John, what do you think about this England team and their roster? What's the mood in England? Oh, well, I'm in the mood in England. I was pretty optimistic until you just ran me through the, the recent history, and, and now I'm, I'm feeling depressed all over again. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, to be honest, I think for the first time in in certainly my lifetime, so the past 30 years or so, people are actually quite optimistic, but not overly optimistic, if you know what I mean. I think I think we've, we're, we're, we've taken the pressure off the players quite a bit we, there's not the same level of expectation there's optimism but not expectation and I think that's that's kind of important for the squad because going back to some of the the, the golden generation as you mentioned I think the thing that really hindered them a lot was the pressure put on them by the, the English public yeah I mean let's not forget that when Beckham had that red card I mean there were burning effigies in London and in Manchester I mean it, it was insane the reaction and I mean you know with players like Lampard, Gerrard in the midfield, they never could get that to work. You have Rooney. You had such amazing talent and that they could never get past the quarterfinals is kind of a tragedy. But, I mean, I, I would, I'm optimistic about this squad. I've rooted for England uh, since I became interested in the World Cup and in soccer and football. And, I, you know, I, I also have this sense of optimism about this team. You know, can you tell me a little bit about their, their roster, just who they brought, who they're bringing to this World Cup? Uh, so I, I, I would I would say that there's not too many actual surprises uh, in, included in the squad. So other, the the one name that I 
has puzzled me is Phil Jones. I'm not, I'm not I'm not entirely sure what he's done this season to warrant being in ahead of, for instance, Tarkovsky, Chris Smalling, even his own teammate. Um, but other than that, we've actually got some really exciting in talent. Obviously, we've got Harry Kane, who's world-renowned. He's one of the best strikers in the world. Raheem Sterling, who's had his best season at, in of his career with a Manchester City team. Under Pep Guardioli, seems to be completely revitalised and and I, I think Sterling is in line for a really big tournament. He he could really really could make the difference for England this tournament. Um, yeah, I mean look, it's it's interesting because Sterling uh, had a high profile, disappointing Euro twenty sixteen. He didn't score any goals. Uh, he was you know roundly criticised by the English press. Although I mean Sterling gets a lot of criticism for kind of unknown reasons. Harry Kane seems to be the guy that gets. You know, uh, he's an, he should already be knighted. But Sterling, you know, if he buy if he gets like a new car, everyone freaks out that he's not trying hard or something. It's very strange. But you 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 mentioned it. There's also players like Deli Ali, uh, Marcus Rashford, Eric Dyer, uh, John Stones, even Ruben, Ruben Loftus Cheek, who I rate very highly. I think he's a very interesting player. But he's also very young. I think that's the general theme of this team. It's much younger than previous teams that have gone to the World Cup. Do you think that's going to be an advantage or a disadvantage for this team? For sure, well, Southgate touched on it, and and it, you know, and he he said, for instance, that sometimes experience can go against you when you know, especially a lot of negativity used to surround England with tournaments, and I, especially if you look at the last World Cup, where as you said, it was pretty embarrassing. There was only one point, and that was against Costa Rica, who you know, who England would have expected to win going into that tournament. Um, the, the youth now, Harry Kane has said himself, it's not an excuse not to win things. You know, like um, you you look at Manchester City side, it's, it's quite a young side, and they've they've completely you know wiped the floor with the rest of the Premier League teams. Um, I think the the youth could really take people by surprise. I think it could take the opposition by surprise. It's not not a team that people will be used to playing against. I think, like you said, you've touched on people like Marcus Rashford. He, on his day, he can really he can just give a nightmare to any single fullback, and I think I think the especially an attack is where England could really take people by surprise. Yeah, I guess we should also discuss the fact that there are some high profile or I guess medium profile uh, non inclusions in this World Cup. As there's no Jack Wilshere, there's no John Joe Shelby, Lalana's in the reserves. Um, do you think that's going to affect the team? I mean, it doesn't seem, you know, with, you know, Henderson is a good kind of number six. He's very energetic. He can play uh, all across the pitch, but he's not really a creator. Eric Dyer is not really a creator. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, maybe, but, I mean, he's not exactly uh, as good of a passer as Shelby or Wilshire. Do you think that's going to affect this English team? I mean, we could talk about tactics right now. They're going to be playing yeah. most likely in a back three with a mobile midfield, but there's not a lot of creativity. I I disagree actually. I, I think Jordan Henderson gets a, a bad rep. I think he he I think he's really good passer of the ball. I think if you look at Liverpool's team, especially if you look at the actual midfield, you could po- you could possibly even make the same argument. James Milner's had an outstanding season and has had some good assists. And uh, if he hadn't have retired from international football, he would probably be in the squad right now. But I think that with the Dyer and Henderson giving such a solid base. Uh, like Liverpool do with Henderson and Milner, it allows the, the creative players, the Sterlings, the Rashford, Kane, Ali. Those are the ones that are going to create for England, I think. And I, I, I don't think, and, and especially 
you look at how Kyle Walker's been included in the back three rather than at right wing back, which is I think how we'll line up. I think it'll be a a three five two or a five three two, however you want to look at those wing backs playing. And what 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 is good? You mentioned Stones as well. I'm not sure Stones will start, but actually Southgate's focus is to play out from the back, very very Guardiola-esque. Um, that's that's how England's youth system. That's how they've been playing through the ranks uh, in the past few tournaments. In the in the certainly the under 21s, under 19s, things like that. That's that's how the English game is developed now. And I think that there, there's a creativity, not not necessarily creativity of that killer through pass, but there's there's good passing throughout the team now. Yeah, but I guess what I'm trying to say is that they don't have the kind of technically gifted passer in this, you know, at least in this preliminary uh, or in this roster that you would say a Germany has or Spain has. And if England has expectations or at least the belief that they want to maybe go far in the tournament, go to the semifinals or maybe even win it, it might be a problem that they don't have these kind of very finely technically gifted players. But I do agree with you. I think it's a very, uh, I think Henderson does get a bad rap. Um and I do think that this formation setup and how England has played in at least the past few friendlies, there is signs that this team is very tacti- tactically flexible, which could be really helpful in this kind of uh, environment and in this tournament. Now, I, I do want to talk about, uh, I wouldn't do this with most other teams, but I think it's just it's necessary for England. Uh, VAR is going to be implemented in this World Cup. There has been a lot of decisions in the past that have gone against and for England in these recent World Cups. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, let me ask you something. I, this is just a question that I, I've always wanted to ask You know, any English fan that I know. With VAR, there are going to be some red cards that are going to come out that are going to be uh, made because of VAR. I think one of them might come from England just because of the history. If you had to pick a player of this squad who just you think, oh my God, they're, they're going to screw this entire tournament up for us. They're going to get a red card for, because of VAR. Like, what do you think? Like, who would you pick in that, uh, in that roster? I mean, I think that's... I, I actually don't think... that, I, And this is possibly even a negative. I don't think there's anyone in... Certainly in the starting lineup. I don't think there's anyone that's that kind of player. I don't, I don't think there's certainly... I don't see a liability in the squad, if you're asking me. We, we've recently seen, even in, as recently as the FA Cup final, Phil Jones, as I've said, just doesn't seem to cut it. He's, he, has, he has got mistakes in him. He's the sort of player who who could cost the team, and and I, I but I don't think he'll even I don't think he'll see any action actually in the World Cup. Um, what about I'm, I'm, what about Deli Ali though? Ali, you mean? Yeah, because you know he has yeah. a, he's had some controversies in the past. You know, there's the whole diving incident, which I don't think is a big deal, but he also had he was also banned uh, after flipping the bird in one of the friendlies in I believe yeah. in November. Um, you know, is there a possibility that? Maybe Deli Ali, who's a little bit of a hothead, although I wouldn't say that completely. I, yeah. Could you think I, that that could happen? I understand what you're saying. I, it, it would take, I think, I don't think he'll, he would come out and just do it, uh, you know, unprovoked. But I think maybe it, it might be something that other teams look at and say, can we wind him up? Can we get under his skin? Can we make him lash out? And then, and you know how there's a, there's a, there's a hell of a lot of clever players in especially international teams who will make the most of any sort of contact and then it could be looked at on VAR uh, and 
And yeah, so, so I suppose if if you if you're asking me to, to, to fire the gun at someone, I suppose it would be Ali. Yeah. Very cool. So let's let's move on to expectations and uh, just what we think can happen with this team. They're in, I believe, Group H or Group G. No, they're in Group G with group G. with yeah. Belgium, Panama, and Tunisia. Uh, John, how many points do you think England can get from this group? I think I think they can get nine. I think they will get seven. Oh, so you think they're going to draw against Belgium? Yeah. That's a very interesting prediction. Uh, I think that they're probably going to get... I, I like your prediction. I want to say seven. Um, I think they could play well against Belgium, but I, I just I think Belgium is probably just going to beat them 1-0 or 2-1, and I think England will finish with six and come in second. Do you think Eng- England is... So you think England could uh, come in first place in this group then? I do. What I would say is that I actually don't think it makes a difference to England's tournament, and and it could actually be a, a benefit to finish second, because if you look at the fixtures that you then have to play against the next, the next teams in the next rounds, if you finish first, you play Brazil in the quarterfinals potentially, and if you finish second, it's Germany. Um, personally, I would probably rather play Germany. Even, <laughs> yeah, I think I agree with you there. I think Brazil. I previewed them earlier, but I, I think they're a, they're a hell of a squad. Um, I'll say this: so I think they could come in second. I think they could come in first potentially. Um, they would likely play one of Poland or Colombia, maybe even Senegal. Um, I think. Do you like? I was talking to Ori the other day, and he he was he doesn't think that he doesn't rate England very much, and he thinks that they're going to lose to Poland if they play them in the round of sixteen. Are you are you confident that if they played Poland or maybe even Colombia that they could get through easily, or what do you think? Poland, I think, would not be a, would would they could get through no problem. Colombia, it depends what sort of Colombia side show up. If they, you know, Colombia in the last World Cup were my favorite team. Obviously, in the last World Cup, we I I had to completely forget about England because they were terrible. I had to pick a second team, and Colombia were the ones that attracted me with the football, the the class. James Rodriguez like lit it up, didn't he? Um, Poland, I, I, I think, always being really down on, on England's chances. I think that I think that England will get to at least the quarterfinals in this World Cup. I think I agree with you. Do you think I, I agree with you? I think quarterfinals is the main objective. I mean, England hasn't won a knockout round game since 2000. Uh, I believe the Euros in 2012, or even then, they, they may have lost to Italy. Um, I think that they, if they can win the round of 16, it'll be a great tournament. England can finally return to the world stage. But do you think there is any chance that England can make the semifinals? I do. I, I, I genuinely do. Um, I think that although my... It uh, sort of goes back to my, my original, there's, there's optimism but an expectation. I think that on the day, they could, they could beat any side. It's, uh, it would maybe take maybe a Brazil or a Germany to have an off day. But that happens. It's it's a it's not a league, it's, you know. If 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 all of these teams were to play each other like a Premier League, then England would maybe finish fifth or sixth. But it's a knockout tournament, and, and on on one on one day on any one given match, then they've they've got the quality to hurt people. Well, there you have it. An optimistic England fan. Uh, they're rare to come by, but. That's our preview of England. Plenty more previews to come. Plenty more teams to talk about as we continue our road to Moscow on the Top Flight Podcast.